Good evening, church. Welcome to Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in the Loop this night, where we get to celebrate the baptism of our Lord. And my, this has been quite the week. Uh, we have seen a lot that has happened in our country. And I know that for myself personally, I feel like I'm carrying some burdens here tonight. And so I welcome you, if you feel that same way, to lay down those burdens by the rivers of our baptism. And we get to celebrate our belovedness and God's belovedness in Jesus Christ here this night. And we welcome you because of that belovedness, because Christ has welcomed us. God has called us God's beloved. We welcome you. And we welcome you no matter who you are or where you're from, no matter the color of your skin or who you love or marry, no matter your gender identity, your age, your documentation status, your ability, your voting record, even how you feel about organized church or religion, or especially right now, how we feel about organized church online. We pray that this is a, a time for you where you can experience relief, experience a sense of God's presence with you, helping you and helping all of us bear the burdens of this life together. And as we conclude this welcome to our worship here tonight, I wanna to turn it over to our musician and all around everything, Bo Surratt, for some instructions uh, this night before we begin our worship. This evening, as a canticle of praise, we're gonna sing a setting of glory to God what's known in some traditions as the Gloria Patri. And this setting of this canticle is from All Creation Sings, the new ELCA hymnal supplement that's just recently been published. And it's in a bit of a gospel style. It's two stanzas, and you'll see on the screen when we get to the canticle, I will sing both stanzas through so that you can hear them for the first time. And then after I've sung them both, both through, I invite you to join me in singing, muted as we always are. So we'll take a few deep breaths and then continue with our gathering hymn, O Living Breath of God. Arise, 
shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord risen upon you. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. This is my beloved Son. Listen to him. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. pray. Holy God, creator of light and giver of goodness, your voice moves over the waters. Immerse us in your grace and transform us by your spirit that we may follow after your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from Genesis. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning, the first day. Word of God, word of life. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God.
Ascribe to the Lord the glory due God's name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is upon the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is a powerful voice. The voice of the Lord is a voice of splendor. shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the oak trees writhe and strips the forest bare. Temple of the Lord, all are crying glory. The Lord sits enthroned above the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forevermore. O Lord, give strength to your people. Give them, O Lord, the blessings of peace. reading from Acts. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul passed through the interior regions and came to Ephesus, where he found some disciples. He said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? They replied, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Then he said, into what then were you baptized? They answered, into John's baptism. Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is, in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Altogether, there were about 12 of them. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God.
gospel according to Mark, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not unworthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. The gospel of the Lord, praise to you, O Christ. After last Sunday's wonderful epiphany service, led by the youth of our congregation, I cried. I cried tears of grief and loss, not joy and celebration as one might expect. My tears signaled to me the very real and ever-present grief that we are all carrying at this day. And as we know, grief surprises us in various ways and at unexpected times. In that moment, even though I was proud of the youth and loved all the music and the stargazing, I also longed for the pre-COVID times when our Epiphany Festival was filled with people, the singing robust, the children parading around the sanctuary with stars on a stick, when the Magi magically appeared. All those tears because of what was lost in worship in church paled in comparison to the tears shed on Wednesday. I experienced grief again, but also shock and anger. While I anxiously waited for the election results from Georgia, I witnessed in real time, as did many of you, the invasion of the US Capitol by American citizens. As Pastor Valerie Bridgman wrote, They've been called a number of things, including by me, rioters, insurrectionists, seditionists, but they are also US citizens who believe that the election was stolen from them, who believe that the votes of mostly black and brown people should be rejected, that there is proof that the current president has been wronged. And then she continues, I have found myself weary from all the hand wringing and the this is not who we are posts from mostly white people. I have found myself weary from the announcement by media and others that this was unbelievable, shocking. And most of that weariness, she says, is because no one that I know is that is an activist or an advocate for racial and social justice found it unbelievable or shocking at all. It was predictable. White grievance and rage are baked into the DNA of this nation. And that is what I have been reminded of several times this week. Black, indigenous and people of color have been naming the systemic racism in our country for years. They experience daily the inequities and prejudice against them. They are weary from the tireless work and they call on us who are white to recognize our own privilege in a system that was designed for us. And they call us to work tirelessly to dismantle it. The attack in DC was a grotesque display of power by white supremacists aimed at maintaining the status quo at any cost. It displayed in living color and real-time privilege, 
the privilege that white people experience compared to people of color when protests and rioting and looting are taking place. I am disgusted. I am angry. I am saddened. I am complicit. It is not enough to not be racist and not actively contribute to the disease of racism. We cannot say to ourselves or each other, well, we're not like those people. We love everyone, no matter the color of their skin. Any indifference to racism and our place in it inevitably makes us complicit in it. And we must repent. Now repent does not mean to wallow in our sins and grief or crying for show or hanging our head low and saying we're sorry. Repent from the Greek word metanoia means to change one's mind, to turn and be totally reoriented. We collectively and individually must acknowledge the ways that our complicity has hurt ourselves and our siblings in Christ. And we must turn around toward new life, freedom and compassion for all. John the Baptist preached a baptism of repentance. He cried out in the wilderness, pleading with the people to repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of sins. His baptizing was an invitation to the Jewish people to begin again, to rededicate themselves to their mission as God's people and reorient their lives toward the coming Messiah. Now we could use a little preaching by John today and lean into his call to repentance. Repentance is not usually the main focus of baptism in our church but we do it. Our repentance, saying no to the forces of evil that surround us, might easily get lost in the midst of joyfully holding babies and splashing them in the water and anointing their heads with oil and praying for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But before we do any of that, we proclaim together the great no and yes, as Lutheran pastor and writer Dan Erlander illustrates in his playful books about baptism. We ask the pastors and sponsors to say no to the forces that defy God, the forces which counter the way of Jesus and offer empty promises and turn us away from the Holy One. Now I instruct them during the practice for baptism to respond boldly shouting, I renounce them. And if they don't say it loud enough, I make them do it again. And I told them that this is our chance to publicly kick the devil in the pants. Parents, baptismal sponsors, and the whole assembly boldly proclaim that we reject the power of sin in our lives. We shout out a strong no to the forces that keep us from loving our enemies and serving one another. We renounce the forces of evil and repent the grip that they hold in our lives. Many precious gifts of baptism, of Christian baptism, have their roots in John's ministry of baptism. Cleansing, forgiveness, repentance, or turning, and beginning anew. We shout the big no so that we can say yes to Jesus' way of loving the enemy, Jesus' way of serving one another, Jesus' way of forgiving the sinner, healing the sick, and ending hierarchy and domination. Baptism is political, and it's rooted in protest. In the early church, to be baptized into the new life in Christ was a political act. Jesus' ministry in the Roman Empire proclaimed the truth of God's love to power. Baptism washes us into the life of Jesus and rejects the unjust powers of the empire and grants us citizenship in God's kingdom. In baptism, we say no to self-serving ways of sin and death. 
and we say yes to the self-giving way of the cross. In baptism, we hear that our lives and this planet matter tremendously to God. In baptism, we hear that we are created to love and created in love and given a calling for the sake of the whole creation to be instruments of justice and peace. Martin Luther, church reformer and theologian, said that we should remember our baptism daily, dying to sin in our old self and rising again to new life, reorienting ourselves to a life marked by Christ's compassion and grace. On this festival day, baptism of our Lord, we read about Jesus' baptism and we remember our own. Even if we can't remember the actual event, we remember with all the saints, the call and the promise. In baptism, we are called to boldly renounce the devil and all that defies God. We are called to renounce the powers of this world that rebel against God. And we are called to renounce the ways of sin that draw us from God. If you'd like, I invite you to join me in your responses at home. Will you live out your baptismal calling and say no to all that defiles God? I will. Will you say no to white supremacy and its demonic legacy in our country? I will. I will. Say no to self-serving, serving yourself above all others. I will. Say no to unjust systems that benefit one group of people at the expense of others. I will. Say no to abuse of self, others, and planet. We will. We will. Say no to empty promises and complicity. We will. We will. This day, every day, boldly shout a strong no to all that destroys and deceives and turn toward the Holy One's yes that proclaims that you are beloved of God. Water washed and spirit born, trusting God's mercy when we fail. We go forth to love and serve in Jesus' name, clinging to the promise that nothing, not one single thing, will ever separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Amen.
still living with chills up my spine. I almost had tears in my eyes even at the end of that sermon. So thank you so much, Pastor Sebek, for leading us in that renunciation. We will have once again a chance to do that now in our baptism. And I encourage you, just as Pastor Sebek encouraged us, to truly shout out these renunciations. You can proclaim them boldly in your own space. I invite you to stay on mute, but please use your full voice as we renounce the devil and everything that separates us from God. In the past weeks, we have been celebrating the birth of Emmanuel, God with us. With the shepherds, we have heard the song of the angels. With the magi, we have followed the star and offered our gifts to the Christ child. With Mary, we have pondered these things in our hearts. Now we celebrate the fulfillment of this mystery for today, at Jesus' baptism, the Spirit proclaims his to be God's beloved one. We too, in our baptism, have been anointed by the Holy Spirit and received a similar commission. I therefore ask you to profess your faith in Christ Jesus, reject sin, and confess the faith of the church. Do you renounce the devil and all the forces that defy God. I renounce them. Do you renounce the powers of this world that rebel against God? I renounce them. Do you renounce the ways of sin that draw you from God? I renounce them. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in God, the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. You have made public profession of your faith. Do you intend to continue in the covenant God made with you in holy baptism, to live among God's faithful people, to hear the word of God and share in the Lord's Supper, to proclaim the good news of God in Christ through word and deed, to serve all people following the example of Jesus, and to strive for justice and peace in all the earth. If so, respond with, I do, and I ask God to help and guide me. I do, and I ask God to help and guide me. People of God, do you promise to support and pray for one another in your life in Christ? If so, please respond with, we do, and we ask God to help and guide us. We do, and we ask God to help and guide us. Let us pray. We give you thanks, O God, that through water and the Holy Spirit you give us new birth. Cleanse us from sin and raise us to eternal life. Stir up in your people the gift of your Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy in your presence, both now and forever. Amen. May the Spirit descend anew on us, that we may faithfully serve you and live as your beloved children. Amen.
Let us pray for the church, the world, and all those in need. For the worldwide church, for those who minister in the church, that the Holy Spirit will empower all the faithful for lives of service, let us pray, Lord have mercy. For the waters of the earth, for the seas, the lakes, the rivers, that God provide clean and nourishing water for all living things, let us pray, Lord have mercy. For our nation and its leaders, that in the midst of violence and chaos, God grant a spirit of reconciliation and peace. Let us pray, Lord have mercy. For teachers, students, administrators, and parents, that as the academic year resumes, God give resilience to everyone in the church for education. Let us pray, Lord have mercy. For all who are in trouble, want, or sickness, for the countless who are suffering with COVID-19, for medical workers, for people who are hungry or homeless, imprisoned or lonely, and for those we name in the chat feature or by temporarily unmuting. For Jeff Isensee, for Reverend Stacy Allen in the residence of Brent House. That God grant health and wholeness to the world so filled with pain, let us pray, Lord, have mercy. For our congregation, that the Spirit guide us in our listening and discernment conversations, let us pray, Lord, have mercy. We offer our praise for all the baptized who have accompanied us and supported us and taught us throughout our days that our that our end at our end we may join that with them in everlasting joy let us pray lord have mercy merciful god you are the mighty voice from heaven you are our beloved savior you are the descending dove we ask you to accept our prayers for the sake of your mercy today and forever. Amen. Amen. We have just a few announcements for you this night. First, I want to remind everybody that if you haven't had a chance yet to take the anti-racism survey uh, that our anti-racism ministry has prepared, we would greatly appreciate your input. We are trying to get a pulse of our congregation with regards to this work. Even if you have not been a participant in this work up to this point or haven't had interest or whatever that reason might be, we still want to hear from you. We'd like to gather as many as 150 responses and I think we're close to 100 now. So if you have a chance to fill out the survey, it takes about 10 to 15 minutes and it would be a great, great benefit to our anti-racism ministry as we continue forward with this hugely important work, as Pastor Semvig alluded to in her sermon. As well, this week during our reception hour after worship, we'll have part two of our endowment showcase. For those of you who don't know, we have a, an endowment fund here at Holy Trinity uh, that offers grants of up to $1,500 for uh, different organizations and nonprofits around our country and even in our city. And we have the chance to hear from the recipients from this past year the second half of those recipients from this past year. I also want to remind you that that endowment application period is open. So if you know of any organizations or nonprofits that could benefit from an endowment grant from Holy Trinity, uh, please encourage them to apply. The, the application deadline is January 31st. Um, so that is coming up soon. And we'd like to have as many applications as possible so we can uh, choose the organizations that align most deeply with us and that really inspire us as a church. And finally, the reception hours for the next three weeks, uh, starting next week, will be focused on discernment. So 
this is a time right now as a church where we feel like we are in this liminal, spa liminal space really between what has been for so long and what is to come. And it's always in these times that sometimes we want to feel like we should make big decisions, but really this is a time for us in this liminal space to listen, to stop for a moment, to try and guide ourselves as we listen for the voice of God uh, in this time. And so these discernment conversations uh, starting next week and for the next three weeks after that uh, will be focused on just that, having smaller group conversations that are guided uh, with questions. And we encourage you, if you haven't had a chance to sign up for those yet, uh, it gives us a good sense of who will be there um, and who will uh, be listening. And in the same way as our anti-racism survey, uh, we want to hear from as many people in these conversations as possible. It'll help us to guide our future steps as a church together and how we might move uh, together. So we encourage you to sign up for those discernment conversations and to participate uh, for the next three weeks after this uh, following worship. One more reminder that next week is the third Saturday of the month, which means that we will be celebrating Holy Communion as a church together. So as we do, we prepare uh, those elements at home and we encourage you to participate if that is something that you would like to do uh, to have with you uh, a festive drink and a staple food uh, to participate in that meal. And there's always the option as well, if you don't feel like participating in communion for whatever reason, we offer those folks a blessing. So we encourage you to participate in whatever way feels most uh, holy and most um, most aligned with your own values and piety. And so we encourage you to consider that for next week as we approach another Holy Communion service on the third Saturday. And with that, we will continue now with our musical offer.
I invite you now to pray with me using the ancient gesture of open hands as we pray the Lord's Prayer. Rejoicing in the presence of God among us, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. May the Spirit of God who came upon the beloved Son at baptism in the River Jordan, pour out his gifts upon you. And may God bless you now and forever. In the name of the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. Let your light shine. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. I now invite you, if you are not already, into gallery view, where you can see everyone as we share the peace of Christ with one another. I invite some of you to unmute. The peace of Christ be with you always. And also, also with you. Also with you. Peace. Peace, everyone.